Welcome to season two of the Queer Soul Spotlight, a kind corner of the internet where you can leave your troubles at the door and bring your truest self to the table. I'm Jenny, creative photographer and collector of stories. Each week I sit down with a queer guest and they share their story to celebrate that there are infinite ways to be queer. Whether you're queer yourself, ready to learn, or simply need a couple of friends for the next hour or so, I'm so grateful you're here. Everyone, welcome, Corey. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to talk to you. Me too. Um, for people who who don't know, I've known Corey since you were. How old were you? Eight, nine? I think eight. I talked to my sister about it. I'm pretty sure yeah. I was about and eight. <laughs> now you're a whole entire person, and that's bananas to me. We recently did a photo shoot, and that was I, I was telling you and your dad it was so weird to be like, yeah, dress super sexy to like someone <laughs> who in my head is eight. Um, that was that was bananas, but I'm I'm really impressed and proud of the person that you are becoming. Thank you. That means a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So tell the people, who are you? What are your pronouns? What labels, if any, do you like to use for queer identities? What's up? Who are you? Um, I'm Coriander as my full name or Cory. That's mm-hmm. just easier. Um, I'm panromantic and gender fluid. Uh, most of the time I go by all pronouns. Uh, so I don't really have a leaning preference or anything like that it's really just um, let's just rotate through them yeah it's really just however I feel at any given moment (laughs) would you say that like on certain days you would get more serotonin from a certain set or or is it uh yes it's um I think most of the time I just feel weird about like any pronouns which I feel like is a little bit weird to say. Um, but there weird. are certain days where um, I might get more serotonin from like masculine pronouns or gender neutral pronouns, but I think it's rarely ever feminine pronouns since I've gotten that my whole life. Totally. But, yeah. Totally. I feel you. I feel you. That's so awesome. Cool. Thank you. Um, I will, in, in any sort of like in the show notes, I will rotate through them accordingly <laughs> thank you <laughs> make sure we got it we got to cover all our pronoun bases um let's dive right in um definitely I mean obviously as an AFAB person we are perceived certain ways and based on the way that we look and we sound and and how do you think that based on that and also the way that you present in your dress or whatever um those things either going together or not going together how does that have you experienced any sort of reaction from people or like how you're treated is different based on maybe how you dress or specifically from people who don't know you obviously have you found that like the way that you exist in the world is jarring to people um yes definitely um because (laughs) as I said before I I tend to lean more towards like gender neutral every now and then it's more masculine pronouns I very rarely prefer feminine um but I dress and present very cisgender and I'm not yeah Um, very femme um and it completely throws people off when I tell people like oh I'm not a girl or like I don't like 
I, I don't really like it when people refer to me as such, unless I say it, it's okay. Um, sure. So there's been a bunch of times where I've told people that, and especially because of the way that I like act and the way that I dress and talk and stuff like that. Um, and people just completely forget that I'm just not a girl I, or I don't identify as one. Yeah. So it, I, I just found that like, it does throw a lot of people off, which does make it a little bit funny for me. <laughs> yeah. When people are all like Miss Ma'am Girly Pop and you're like, what? But like all their, because so many people um, connect uh, what's it called? Um, your presentation with your gender, with your sex. Mm-hmm. And obviously those are three separate things. And so all of their usual visual auditory flags of like, this is a woman lady, like are going off. And then you're like, actually nah. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's so, the math doesn't math for people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it, it's really funny. I found just like going forward, especially cause I've tried like the androgynous kind of presenting like I cut my hair completely short I had a pixie cut for a while um I didn't like it (laughs) um but I found that sorry my cat's at my door Um, let her in knock knock (laughs) who's there (laughs) give me two seconds I'll be right back yeah oh my gosh literally like I'm going to keep talking while you go. Um this happens to me a lot everyone listening um I always leave my door open a little bit because if a cat needs to come in, uh, at least my two, uh, fully throw their entire body weight against the door. <laughs> knock, knock, who's there? Me, a cat. Welcome, cat. Welcome, cat. I let him in. He's happy now. He gets phone. <laughs> knock, knock. I want to be on the podcast. <laughs> Sometimes my, my, my little boy cat will come in and just, mo, mo. I'm like, all right, we're co-hosting. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right, so continue. So you cut all your hair off. You didn't like it, but were you? Did you do that? You think in an effort to maybe flag to people visually that perhaps this was not a female lady? I think, um, well, in the simplest way possible, I was in the midst of an identity crisis, <laughs> so I knew that I wasn't a girl. I just didn't know in what way. So I think I cut all of my hair off to try and convince myself, I guess, that like it was okay that I didn't identify as a girl, but it didn't really work out for me because I actually really liked my hair. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, sometimes you don't know what to do when you try things and that's the great thing about hair is, you know, it grows back and now you have a lot of hair and you have really cool hair. Thank you. Um, for, for those of you who are listening and obviously cannot see Corey, Corey has uh, below the shoulders, uh, really, really dark hair with really cool, like fire engine red highlights. Um, if any of y'all follow me on uh, my photography account on Instagram, Jenny Chapman Photography, um, I did the tarot shoot, the unholy shoot with Corey. If you want to go see how freaking cool their hair is. Um <laughs> But yeah, no, that makes sense because it's this effort of trying to create a blank slate in which to sort of figure out mm-hmm. who you even are, even if that blank slate isn't who you are. Oh, yeah. It was also funny, too, because um, I went on a trip to the Philippines that year that I had my hair short, um, and we had layover in Japan, and everyone that worked there thought I was a boy. 
which was not the intention that I wanted. Because back then I went by she, they pronouns only. I like wasn't mm-hmm. comfortable with any masculine pronouns. But because I like wasn't wearing makeup and I was wearing like a baggy hoodie and my hair was short, they all thought that nice I was a boy. boy. I know. There's always it was a really funny experience for that one, but there's always I see them at airports all the time. The like lesbian couples, one of whom is like a sexy mom, mm-hmm. and one of them is a ten year old boy. <laughs> and they're both adults. Yeah. They're both adults. But you're just like, oh, would you and your son like a table? <laughs> We're married. That's so crazy. I mean, so what, how, you know, once you figured out that maybe short hair Corey was not end goal Corey, how did you sort of reintroduce femininity in a way that felt queer enough for you? Um, I mean, something that definitely helped um, was figuring out what name specifically I wanted to go to. Because um, obviously I won't share my dead name, but when I had no, we don't my hair do that. short, um, I did go by MJ for a while. And I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> it was like two years ago. It was like my sophomore year or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I went by MJ for a while because I figured that was like a good happy medium with like my like tying my dead name and um just like trying something new um I feel like that's really common where people will do like either a very shortened or more mask or androgynous version of their dead name to try on first oh yeah um I think I know several people who have done that yeah yeah um so that that was my little phase for that um and then over quarantine I started exploring names a little bit more um there was one random one where I went by Sprout for a few weeks just to like not go by anything similar to uh, my dead name (laughs) yeah Um, you're right that is nothing similar (laughs) it just I don't know I thought it was cute uh it didn't suit me though so I didn't stick with it um no it doesn't um but there was I think it was like a webtoon. No, it was a webtoon that I was reading. Um, and I saw the name Corey. Of course, it didn't have like a little line on top of the E. And I think it's pronounced Kore because um, it's Greek. <laughs> but yeah. I saw that and I was like, ooh, I really like that name. And then there was something that just kind of went off in my head. And I was like, I think that's also my name. And that kind of set things in place for me to be like, no, I think this feels good because regardless what I look like, it'll suit me either way. And I like I feel, I guess, more gender euphoria through that than any other way that I could dress. I could be completely feminine, um, but still have my name be Corey, and I don't think it would matter, you know? No, and that's very cool because that also allows space for the way you present to evolve over time Mm -hmm. and that you don't need to change your name every time a new, you know, visual iteration of yourself comes out. Yeah. That like it, regardless, it's this undercurrent of like that fits. And also with the longer version being Coriander, that totally, and with Sprout, that totally (laughs) plays into the like non-binary people having object names. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, my name's Leaf. My name's like I fully um I know an oak. I know um tangentially, not personally, I know an arson. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess isn't I mean it's kind of a noun. Arson's <laughs> a noun. Yeah. Commit arson. Um, but yeah, I don't know why it is that well, actually I'm thinking it through in my head. I think maybe the reason that so many gender fluid, gender creative, non-binary people go for names if they do change their name into something that is sort of nature-y or something that is just straight up a noun like sprout, like coriander, that it's the exact same thing that you did where regardless of how they may change over time with the fluidity, with presentation, with pronouns, something that is so genderless as an object or a part of nature will fit regardless. Yeah. Yeah. My I whole mean, brain just did that right now. <laughs> impressive. I'll, um, I'll do I'll do a research study or something. <laughs> um I actually got my name, I mean I got it was initially Corey. Like I and then I decided later on that I actually liked Coriander as a full name because sure. it just sounds cool. It has nothing to do with the plant. <laughs> um but um, one of my friends just didn't like, like, as completely as a joke, but he didn't like that my name was so short. He's like, do you have, like, a full name or something? And I was like, we can go with Coriander. And he's like, okay. And then now he, and then he just, like, started calling me that for the entire year. Um, Great. But I, I actually got it from Greek mythology, which is also a very queer thing. <laughs> Please. Yeah. The people that have, you know, those like really fancy kids books that have like Egyptology, dragonology, mm-hmm. Greek mythology, like the really fancy hardcover books. If your kid has one of those, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sorry to say they are queer. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, like if your kid really wants one of those, they're like, mom, can I have this? And you're like, oh honey, I know. I know you're <laughs> queer. That's okay. Yeah. We can get that for you. Yeah, um, but for me, specifically, Corey, I mean, I chose the pronunciation, um, but it's uh, it's another name for Persephone, and I always loved, oh. yeah, I always loved, like, I was always obsessed with it growing up, just, like, the tale of, like, Hades and Persephone for some reason. Like, I did a whole presentation on it when I was in like sixth grade Um, oh my gosh yeah but I I didn't know that she also went by uh Corey I guess and I saw it and I was like oh I really like that I might steal it so then I did (laughs) that's so fun that's it's crazy how things line up like that sort of side tangent um what do you think about the Hadestown musical Oh, I love it. It's definitely one of my favorite musicals. It's, like, difficult to listen to all the time, though, because I cry every time. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, listen to I, I love it. I completely embarrassingly uh, forgot the story. So I was like, <laughs> I didn't read ahead. I was like, I'm just going to listen to the soundtrack blind, see what I think. Um, and then I – spoiler to – it's not spoilers. These stories are literally centuries old. Um, yeah, when – the thing happens and then like and then you know oh my god I, <laughs> I was really 
shocked, which I shouldn't have been because I think this is a story that everyone is supposed to know. Um, that was a big plot twist for me and I didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it at all. And also because it's on a technicality and that yep. moral of the story, read the terms and conditions of any contracts that you sign. Yep. Yep. That's really, that, that, that's really like, you know, like Bible stories are supposed to like teach you how to be a good person or whatever or mm. whatever. Like that, that to me, like more than any of the grand gods, goddesses, Hades, whatever, was like, read the terms and conditions of any contract you sign. <laughs> and yet it's real life applications. I know. Oh I, I love that musical, but uh, it is it's, difficult to listen. It's not a, it. yeah, it's not a like, I'm going to the grocery store. <laughs> I'm at Trader <laughs> Joe's crying. <laughs> it's like you have to like kind of sit down and like process the story as it goes yeah. on. It's a beautiful, like, even if you, like, have never watched it, um, it's, like, a it's a beautiful piece of literature, at least to listen yeah. to. Totally. Okay, back on track. Um, <laughs> how, obviously, we all come out all the time, hooray, queer people. Um, what was sort of, either one that's, like, the most interesting story, like, if you have a particularly good one, um, or just, like, the first time that you really actually came out to somebody, um, I would love to know sort of that process for you. Any, any version of that that you'd like to tell? Um, I think for, cause I, I don't actually know how many times I've come out. <laughs> oh, please. Um, You've been out for a while. You lose track. Oh, I know. <laughs> um, I and know they can't first, all be like desperately official or anything. You're just oh, like, yeah. oh. <laughs> I, at first, um, like when I first realized that I, was pan I was in an environment where I knew that people close to me wouldn't accept so I was just kind of scared of coming out um and I didn't really tell a lot of people because also it doesn't really matter no unless you're trying to date them oh yeah (laughs) and uh in the beginning I just kind of like I I felt like I need I had pressure to come out as like this big like as like this big thing it's like such a big deal that I'm like oh I'm not straight or something like that and then once I realized that there were actually people close to me that didn't accept me or didn't want to accept me I was just like actually I don't really care (laughs) so I um anytime I figured out that I was queer like after that um any label that I like felt like pulled to or something like that um I just kind of kept it to myself. Like there were, there were more of those moments where it just kind of clicked and it like made sense. And I was like, okay, cool. And then that was kind of it. There was never, you, really... up, you updated the, the labels that we're using, but like, you don't need to make a formal declaration. Yeah. I had to like, <laughs> right, right, party. Yeah. I'm even more queer than I was before. Like I didn't yeah. see. I want another cake. More <laughs> queer cakes. No, I think the like most formal, um, like of me coming out I guess would be during pride month and if there was like some sort of like update I guess um then I would <laughs> post about it and I'd be like oh ha- be like happy pride month oh by the way I'm this and this and this now here's, here's your <laughs> annual update that's literally what I do now we're like <laughs> we're like literally every national coming out day or whatever which is in October I think because um, mm-hmm. I remember doing it recently. I just like make a little Instagram story being like, what's up, friendly reminder? Here's how I identify. Here's what pronouns I use. What's up? Mm-hmm. See you next year. 
I <laughs> and I like I'm not a newsletter exactly <laughs> um and I'm not as open about being queer. like I just noticed just recently but I'm not as yeah. open about being queer as I'd like to be I think mm-hmm. because it is something that a lot of people look past because like I look like I'm cis and I have only ever been in like straight passing relationships with people who are cishet or guys that are cishet yeah. and that can definitely be like I guess misleading or like confusing to people sure. um, and also if if you are worried for your safety in any way or at least your comfort mm-hmm. not telling people then you just get the comfiest most socially acceptable reaction from people yeah so in some ways that can be like a protective measure oh yeah it it definitely was at first but I am now at a point where I'm just like okay well I can't do anything about the fact that I'm queer but you can control how you react so yeah (laughs) it's really weighing your options I guess um I will say coming out in any sort of public way to people that you're close to is a great way to um sort through the ones that uh actually like really truly give a shit about you oh yeah yeah because if there's like any surprise reactions where you're like oh well I'm glad I know that's your reaction my Mm -hmm. goodness oh yeah that was definitely kind of a shock for me when I first came out like the first few times when I would tell people because I would get reactions like from some of my my girlfriends and they'd be like oh well do you have a crush on me? Like, uh, that's the worst no. response. I know. That's the worst response. And like my immediate reaction to that is like, sweetie, don't flatter yourself. You're not my type. <laughs> and I hate that's immediately what people jump to is like, oh, you're being like, because you're queer, you must be in love with me. And like that, our whole friendship is a lie. And you've just been in love with me. And it's like, girl, it's not about you. It I never know. was about you. Mm-hmm. My dude, mm-hmm. I'm not. Don't flatter yourself. Thank you so much. I will say that coming out as pan, though, was significantly easier than coming out as gender fluid. Um, Sure. um, Why do you think that was? Probably because I don't present androgynous, like, at all. So that, again, is, like, something that was really difficult for people to kind of grasp the idea of I guess sure um I mean my immediate thought was that you know if you're telling people you're pan there's still a chance you can end up in a straight passing relationship so it feels more comfortable to them oh yeah especially because um I mean I don't want to out her but my mom was very homophobic (laughs) um well okay then we did it yes (laughs) no it's fine I mean like it's not it's like a thing that I I don't think your mom's gonna listen to this but yeah and so it's like (laughs) yeah we can go um, there it's, I mean, it's not that big of a deal now. It's fine. I don't really care. Yeah. No, you're <laughs> um, so good. But it was like, I did come out as pan before I got into my first relationship, but my first relationship was a straight passing relationship with a cishet guy. And I bet um, she loved that. Oh, she got so excited. She was very excited because she was very worried that I was going to go and date a girl after I came out to her. <gasps> and then like a few weeks later, I got into a relationship with a guy and she knew nothing about him, but was so excited. And I was like, well, 
thanks for your support, I guess. I'm going to be so real with you. Like my, not my parents, but like people in my extended family, like anytime we would have a family reunion would be like, oh, you talking to any boys? You got a boyfriend? (laughs) And like, I really had one serious boyfriend who I dated in, in college and he was terrible, but I was so excited that I could finally have an answer to that question for them. Mm Mm-hmm. And, yeah. like, avoid the, like, I'm pretty sure I just like girls, though. And <laughs> I was, like, you know, like, it, it, trash. But, like, man trash, though. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah. And it was it was also difficult, too, because in that relationship, um, he had this, like, crippling fear of me cheating on him, <sighs> which is, like... Again, and, the worst response. Yeah, no, he was, ter- he was terrified that I was just, like just like with other guys in general. And then I asked him, I was like, okay, well, I'm not. Oh, specifically dudes? Yeah. Like he didn't, he wasn't happy with the fact that I was friends with other guys. Oh, okay. That's also trash, but for a different reason. I really thought he was going for like, well, since you can be attracted to anybody, then everyone is a threat, which is. No, that that was the next thing that I brought up. I was like, okay, if you're not comfortable (gasps) with me being friends with guys, how do you feel about the fact that I'm not straight? Like I could have a crush on like, anyone possible and he's like honestly I don't love it and I was like okay well thanks which is incredibly ironic because he ended up cheating on me like two years later oh my god it always works out that way huh I know it was so I the other trash response would be like which which I got from my college boyfriend was when I was like oh and I'm also bi or whatever I said at the time and he was like oh so threesome and I was like Okay, cool. Thanks for the support. No. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So it's like there's the one side which is like never speak to or talk to anybody because you might have a crush on them. And then the other end is like, okay, so invite your your female friend over. And it's like either way, trash. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. The, oh, for God. anyone listening, the correct response is cool. That doesn't matter to me. I'm happy to support you. Love you exactly. anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Also, to be honest, the fact that if, if you have a partner who is bi or pan or whatever, and they're choosing to be with you, that's doubly flattering because mm-hmm. they could find literally anybody more attractive than you. And and they they still love you most. Like, if anything, that's more flattering to you. And oh, people yeah. just don't get that shit. They're looking for ways to, like be nervous and be victim-y and then they <laughs> cheat on you and you're like mm, the math didn't math yep. <laughs> we need to find it we need to find a nice girl for you to date um anyone interested please inquire send me a dm um you need to like <laughs> you just need someone to like take you on a little picnic and treat you like a human being you know i know yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's what we all need <laughs> Anyone interested, seriously, DM me. Uh, <laughs> you're local to the Bay Area. Uh, you've got another, you've got a little bit of, you got, you got several more months before you go to wherever you're going to for college, right? So uh, I think so. Yeah, depending I on think, where you go. So I think like any interested March. applicants, <laughs> hit me up. I'll put you in contact. <laughs> Non-men only. Thank you so much. You didn't know this was going to be matchmaking. Surprise. Oh <laughs> Um, speaking of like wonderful dates where you just feel very happy and seen, um, tell me 
a, a, a story or of a moment where you just had like the most queer gender euphoria joyful moment where you're just like ugh, like this is me I feel so seen like do you have a moment like that where you were like mm, yes mm, I do <laughs> um I think the like most recent or most relevant I guess would have had sure. to have been when I had a major crush on a girl in my gov and econ class I had such the a most big romantic that- class Oh, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, she sat behind me. I had really such a big crush on her. And, um, I, she was behind you. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. Cause then you can't like look at her any sort of subtle way without like literally being an owl and turning your head all the way around and be like, I'm going to look at you cause you're pretty. (laughs) Well, I mean, I was, I was clever about it. (laughs) I had like half of the football team and, my class for my senior year and they were sitting on like the opposite side of the room I didn't get along with any of them I don't why would you (laughs) I didn't like any of them no offense to football players but they were very loud and I just did I just didn't get along with them um but there would be so many times where they just did or said something really stupid and I'd just be like watching them like from the opposite side of the room and just be like this is why I'm gay and she was behind me and she started laughing so hard. Nice. <laughs> and then that was when I was like, oh, this is, I'm in trouble. This is, <laughs> um, and that, I think any time like that, when I've like had a crush on a girl or just had a crush on someone that basically wasn't a cishet guy. Yeah, was any I, sort of non-men. Yeah, ba- um, basically. And I also very much pride myself I'm just very like feminine um but I pride myself a lot on how I present to people um Mm -hmm. just like regardless on like how I am feeling that day and I think um anytime like I don't know anytime I just dressed I think that I had like dressed well for that day (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're all you always have like an immaculate vibe going on like regardless of what it is it's all very like put together very fashion very intentional <laughs> thank you <laughs> and like that's totally valid that you pride yourself on that and like go out in, into the world and be like this is what I'm serving today you're welcome <laughs> that's yeah. great even if it's not like a it's, even if it's not screaming like oh I'm not a girl like it's just the fact that I feel good for myself that yes. I really pride myself on. Rest for yourself. <laughs> That's amazing. Is that sort of like a self-care thing for you? Like sort of putting together the look for the day, getting ready? Oh, yeah. I know for yeah. myself, like I don't really wear makeup anymore, but when I do, like it feels like a self-care ritual to me now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, one of my favorite things to do for whatever reason is to like – get ready for things like when I was still in school I literally used to set aside like two hours before I had to leave so that I could take my time with like getting ready and like listening to music and whatever just so that I could start the day in like a really good mood and just feel really good and just like have that for the rest of the day and actually helped a lot how early do uh, you have to wake up to do that two hours yeah (laughs) I woke up at like I think five 
But look, I mean, if, if it gets if it gets the vibe set for the day, I'm not mad at it. But oh my yeah, god, no, that's so early. I, no, I was I like am dedicated to it. I know it takes a while for me to get ready, and I take advantage of that because I look really good at the end. So. Yeah, <laughs> and like if you make room for it, you're not running late. That's fine. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. Um, that sort of actually answered the next question. But is there anything else that you do that sort of like self care, feeling good about yourself that you do that really works well for you um no actually it's I just that yeah it's, it's, it's made that's mainly my that that's like my main thing and I've just found that like on the days that I'm like too lazy to put that effort in for whatever reason I don't feel as good about myself which like makes sense but There's I just science you know. here somewhere about like feeling shitty looking pretty where, mm-hmm. like, if you feel gross, but you, like, really put yourself together, you feel better mm-hmm. than if you felt shitty and didn't put yourself together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wholeheartedly believe that. I know that was, like, a like, thing. <laughs> I have days where I just work from home. No one sees me. And I, like, put on a whole adult outfit because I know I need motivation mm-hmm. and, like, to feel good about my day. And it will not happen if I'm wearing my jammies. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's, like, not to go anywhere. It's just, like, to put that little boost in for me. I just, like, do my makeup. Like, that's it. Look, in this economy, we need to get our serotonin where we can. Yep, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right, if you could give one piece of advice to anyone listening who's in the first stages of accepting themselves or still in the closet or any sort of, you know, self-love journey... Um, what would you say to them? Ooh. Very simple, easy question. <laughs> Obviously. Um, or like, what would you say to little you? The, the the you that I met? Um, probably just that it doesn't, like, ultimately, it doesn't entirely matter how it looks to other people. As long as you're comfortable with how you feel, you do not owe anyone, like any, and you do not feel any sort of obligation to tell someone, I guess, who you are if they're like trying to force it out of you. You know, it's, it totally. has to be like on your own terms, it has to be what you're comfortable with. Um, and it can't be, like, there's gonna be people that are gonna question you, like, on however you identify, just like, are you sure? Because or like, like anything that's just new from sure? what they don't yeah, know only, before. They're like, I mean, I've like, only spent sure? five really years think thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I've only been um, drowning in self-loathing for several years, but yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Thank you. Yeah, no, because at least for me, that was a question that I got a lot. There are a lot of people who are like, "Are you sure?" And I was like, "I mean, yeah." I mean, you thought sure. about it more than they have. <laughs> um. But just ultimately, it just like what matters is how it feels to you, not how it comes across to other people. Amen. Because people yeah. are going to think whatever they're going to think. But that's so real. Talk about it anyway. They're entitled to their wrong opinion, and that's fine. But you don't owe anyone the vulnerable parts of yourself if they're if you don't know for sure that they are going to honor and cherish those bits. That's mm-hmm. so real. Yeah, hundred percent. Are you ready for rapid fire? Uh, oof. 
sure. it's never been it's never once been rapid so it's, it's <laughs> I really for season two you're the first episode of season two I really think hey. I need to call it uh maybe instead of rapid fire I should call it slow burn <laughs> although that means something else <laughs> but that's the opposite of rapid fire it's a slow burn um okay here's rapid fire slow burn um what's your favorite podcast at the moment aside from this one obviously um ooh, I don't listen to a whole lot of podcasts but okay probably- never mind <laughs> what music do you listen to what's your favorite music at the moment uh my favorite band is destroy voice if that counts the why uh I, I my favorite band is destroy voice destroy <laughs> I would like to destroy some boys <laughs> Are they the Destroy Boys, or is it some girls who are destroying boys? Um, both. It's difficult. I mean, it's like a punk rock band. Nice. Um, and the two, uh, the two lead singers are both queer. I think the lead nice singer song. is non-binary as well. Oh, awesome! Okay, so we're yeah. we're doing some like queer punk rock all oh, yeah. fabulousness. I love it. Um, amazing. What is your comfort food, your go-to comfort food right now? Oh, probably movie popcorn for no reason at all. I just really like it. <laughs> like with hella, hella butter? Yes, absolutely. It has to be. It has to be. If that popcorn isn't yellow, I don't want it. Um, <laughs> although there's a difference between the like powdery butter they put on and mm-hmm. like the like weird syrupy butter, which I don't vibe with. Yeah. No, the, the powder is kind of weird to me. But okay, I, you're I, like flip. Yeah, no, I you're I, opposite I, for me. I like not even going out to watch a movie. I just like going to the theater to pick up popcorn and then fill it with butter and then leave. Can you <laughs> even get to the concessions without a ticket? Yeah, all you have to do is just have to be like, oh, can I just get some popcorn? They're like, yeah, sure. And you just go in and get it and you leave. <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> I do it all the time. <laughs> oh that's good to know that's good to know I'm gonna tuck that away for later <laughs> um what's your biggest pet peeve oh I've got too many of those <laughs> what is the pet peeve that you're gonna tell me about um, for purposes of this podcast the first thing that came to mind is probably when someone is self-aware that they're boring and they don't do anything about it I hate people like that. <laughs> Where you're just content to be uninteresting. Yeah, basically. Where they're just like, oh, yeah, nothing happens with my life. And then, like, that's it. <laughs> I remember I was in a show pre-pandemic, and I was describing something that was, like, mid-range craziness level that had happened to me. Like, not not the craziest thing by a long shot. And one of my friends in the cast was like, oh, nothing like that has ever happened to me. And I was like, what's the craziest thing that's ever happened to you? And she was like, I don't know. I like, I threw, I threw a Halloween party once and I was like, what happened? And she was like, no, that was it. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. And like, look, there's something to be said for like stability and security and no crazy surprises, but also... And I'm I'm glad that works for them. I'm sure there's people that really thrive on that, and I'm not judging that. But also, there's something to be said for, like, novelty and risk, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, having crazy-ass stories to tell people. I have so many type fives about my life. 
<laughs> that I'll just like, and I say them at the most inappropriate times where people are like, oh yeah, and then this one guy, and I'm like, I knew a guy once. And like, it has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> Allie, literally yesterday I was talking to Allie and I was like, I know that one day as like a midlife crisis, I'm gonna end up doing like stand up, not professionally, just for fun. And she was like, she patted my leg and she goes, honey, not everyone needs to do stand up. <laughs> like, I do it in my daily life when no one wants to hear it. So I, I figure getting a captive audience who's like looking for short form stories might be better. <laughs> but oh my God. Yeah. I feel you. That's, I you got to add a little bit of spice. Oh, you got to yeah. add a little bit of spice. I like, but I bet it's very interesting. So I don't like you are. Thank you. But I, 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 I'm sure it works for some people. I'm sure it really is, is comforting for a lot of people, but I don't we're not those people for it. It's just no, not for me. We're not those people. We're it's not those not people. And me. that's okay. <laughs> Takes all sorts. Um, what is your favorite thing about yourself right now? This can be like an invisible thing, like empty, or it can be physical. Like there's no vanity. Say whatever you want. No one's going to think that you're being vain. Um, and if they do go away, I don't like you. <laughs> um, Oh, I don't know. I make jokes a lot about me being full of myself mm -hmm. and um, just to like boost my own confidence and the fact that they're it, probably that they're accurate statements because everyone agrees with me. <laughs> Look, there's a difference <laughs> between being full of yourself and being confident. And so few people are confident, like truly confident that any level of real raw confidence reads as being full of yourself mm -hmm. yeah I just like I got out a lot of knowledge yeah I just like romanticizing myself a lot uh because it does someone help. has to yeah <laughs> Might as and, well be. Um, apparently it works so it totally works that I did the exact same thing where like in college people were like um someone says that you're really like cocky and full of yourself and I'm like Oh, because I'm the only person in this vaguely traumatic musical theater program to, like, vaguely like myself. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to stop. Thank you so much. Um, yeah. People – it's also this thing of people don't like seeing what they can't achieve for themselves at that moment. Oh, yeah. And so it's a lot of people projecting their own insecurities and being like, well, you're just full of yourself. And it's like, well, do you want to like yourself too, though? Why, what is blocking you? And then you turns into therapy and then, you know, that's the whole thing. Oh, yeah, but I feel yeah. you. I feel you. I don't think you're full of yourself. I think you're confident and I think that's a wonderful thing. Also helped for, you know, my college essays. <laughs> I make myself look fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's always good to, to spin those things in a, in a good direction. Mm -hmm. God, <laughs> for my college essay, I wrote about, uh, I did Into the Woods at, at my high school and we had like, trees that were like 180 degrees trees and then on the other 180 degrees it was the books that opened mm -hmm. and one of them as they were turning it it completely just fell on our little red on stage during a show oh no right on her um and like her mom screamed and like ran to the front of the house and like it's the thing of like how you react under pressure because everyone was sort of like giggly and really freaked out. And I was the only person that was like, let's get it off. Are you okay? Are you okay? And then I went up to the conductor and I was like, where would you like to start from? And like, I was cool, calm and collected. And then I got off stage and had a panic attack, <laughs> but I was the only person <laughs> yeah. that stayed calm the entire time. And so I was just talking about like how I work well under pressure and like, that's good for 
a degree in musical theater. Um, That's good. That, very good. that was like my whole thing. Um, Jenny Barreto, if you're listening, love you. Hope you're well. Um, <laughs> amazing. Yeah, that was because I was like, that's like the most dramatic thing that's ever happened. And now I have much more dramatic things that have happened to me, but that's okay. Um, lastly, mm-hmm. if people want to follow you, find you, like your things on the social means, um, where can people find you? Um, my Can people thing- find you? Yes. <laughs> my main thing right now is my Instagram, but mm-hmm. it's a little bit difficult to spell. <laughs> I'm going to put it in the show notes. There's going to be a direct oh. link. All right. Well, and then it's... Uh, Just it's say Corey, what it is. It's Corey Kalani. <laughs> Beautiful. And Thank no you. one needs to know how to spell it because there's going to be a direct link. Good Head to know. The yeah, anything that you recommend, including like Destroy Boys, I'll put, I'll put a little link so people can go check them out. Like anything that you recommend will go directly into show notes um, so people can... Well, since you mentioned Destroy Boys, yes, I will always recommend them because they're queer punk rock bands from the bay area so wait they're from the bay area too that's so cool okay so anyone looking for looking for some crazy bay area queer alt pop punk uh i'll put i'll put a little link there too anything else you (laughs) want to plug what do you are you working on anything do you have any like mutual aid shit you want to do like um i'm working on a little bit of music right now but that is also on my instagram so so we'll all follow you on Instagram and then yeah. when it comes out, we will hear it and we will all like it and give you wonderful comments and other social media engagement. I hope so. <laughs> okay, everyone, I promised it. You have to go do it now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Is there anything else that you want to say before we wrap up? Um, there doesn't have to be. I don't think so. Nothing comes to mind right now. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for like sharing a little bit of yourself I know that it's hard to be vulnerable and I know that (laughs) that it was really a privilege to get to have you on the show I'm I'm really grateful that you decided to do this with me yeah me too this is really nice I never get to talk about being queer (laughs) oh my god come back we'll do another one (laughs) amazing all right thank you guys so much for listening I have another really really cool episode dropping next Wednesday um it's it's a new friend of mine actually it was the first time we talked face to face um their name is cleo and they fully escaped a cult so come hang let's hear that story um they're really really cool and they have i I recorded it earlier today they have some really really amazing sort of universally inspirational things to share so tune in for that one thank you Corey, so much for being here and i'll see all of you next week say bye bye